So we've actually done the math. If you were to get like 10,000 followers through ads, typically it's going to cost you over $10,000. Get the most from your marketing budget. Trust the social media experts. It's definitely not worth spending. And you can spend like $1,000 to get 10,000 followers. Use that other 9,000 for other types of marketing. You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. CEO of Gym Social, Joe McCarthy, has helped thousands of clients, and he's barely hit the age of 20. Over the past three years, he has grown his personal Instagram page to over 300,000, and he has secured similar results for many of his clients. Today's episode is a masterclass in Instagram growth. We cover why Instagram is your new business card, the secret sauce of growing a meaningful audience, why celebrity campaigns are not as effective as you might think, how to get the coveted blue badge verification, and a step-by-step process to gain a massive following from scratch. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first-page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. Here's Joe McCarthy, CEO at Gym Social, on how he learned everything he knows on the family farm. I started social media with farming. So I've been raising chickens, you know, pigs, sheep, all kinds of things since I was like, you know, six, seven years old. And I was doing these like old school methods with, you know, just putting up road signs door to door and nothing seemed to be working. Like I had tons of product. I had no clients around, I'd say 13, 14, I came across social media, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And I saw other farmers in my area in Virginia, you know, kind of marketing their stuff. So I decided, you know, hey, why not try it? So, you know, started building a personal brand on Facebook and Instagram, just, you know, around farming and kind of my day to day stuff and lifestyle. And after like that first year, I just quickly started selling out all my farm products. And so that kind of put me in the trenches of like how to, you know, market on social media, what works, what doesn't, how to create cool content. And just like learning the ins and outs of, you know, primarily Instagram and a little bit of Facebook. So obviously since then, I've just used that to build my brand and, you know, the rest is history. It's the power of leverage and distribution. And, you know, one of the things you've got over 300,000 Instagram followers, yeah. you've helped me grow tremendously, which we'll talk about that as well. And also you may be the youngest guest that we've mm-hmm. had on the show, but uh, you know, you were in the mix and you were on the cutting edge of Instagram. So I thought it was really valuable for our audience to have you on to, to talk about, you know, how personal injury attorneys can really implement some of the tactics that you, that you talk about when you got into this, you did a lot of intense self-studying and you, you kind of went down the rabbit hole and I see a lot of the, you know, motivational books. So tell me about that journey, the, the self-education and just some of the, the books that really impacted you. I don't know if you know Ty Lopez, but he was like a big like guru in the space. You know, he was big into reading as well. And the funny thing is, is I was studying his first mentor. His name is Joel Salton and he's like a big sustainable farmer. So I got into farming, obviously I started reading Joel Salton's books, just about like farming and building a farm business. But he kept mentioning Ty Lopez. So I was like, I wonder who this Ty Lopez guy is. So I looked him up and, you know, watched a few interviews and I was like hooked. And he, he kept saying like, you know, if you want to get like this, you know, success, if you want to get like, you know, money, wealth, you have to read, like he was big into reading. And so he almost kind of got me into, you know, just reading like the classics, like Napoleon Hill, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that kind of stuff. 
And so I just started, you know, studying up on those books, probably like, you know, 15 years old. Um, so, you know, obviously I have like a big bookshelf in the back. I'd say I read like 50 to 60 books by the time I was about 17. And then, you know, obviously that's just, I've just used those books to basically build like the foundation of the business that I'm running right now. But like, you know, I've been reading those successful books since I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. I've seen Ty do some amazing stuff just from the yeah. brand perspective lately, picking up some of these businesses that were, you know, traditional at like malls and brick and mortar. Yeah. So I think he had picked up some just really marquee brands yeah. and now, you know, turned them into e-com businesses, which has been pretty crazy. Let's dive right into it. So, you know, for most that are unfamiliar, give me the basics. You know, what do you do? What are your services? Who are they for? Yeah. So, I mean, primarily what we do at Growless Agency is we just build like your overarching branding, like the aesthetics, the looks, and then most importantly, the metrics. So like, obviously, if, you know, whether you're a business owner, coach, lawyer, you know, if you have a service or a product or even just content to offer people, you know, that's where we basically come in and help you get out to more people. Right. Because like with social media, especially Instagram, you know, especially right now, 2022, it's like it's so hard to grow just completely organically, like there's so many people on social media, it's really saturated. So the organic game is almost like dead in a sense, like you really can't reach people. And Instagram is actually kind of making it harder because they want you to spend money with them with ads and boosts and all that stuff. So we kind of come in and help you, you know, more affordable, just get you more followers, more engagement, help you reach more people. Because like with Instagram specifically, it's almost like your new resume, or your new business card, like you know, you could be the most successful guy ever, but if you don't have like, you know, a decent social media presence, then people, you know, don't really take you as seriously. Right. So like if you can get 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 followers, and then get really good engagement and reach on your social media, that just you know opens up a ton of opportunities. And that's kind of what we do at Gorilla's Agency is just build the overarching brand, the credibility. So when people do come to your page, you know, they instantly see that you are, you know, an authority, you got followers, you got a fan base, and then that obviously can translate into sales and all kinds of stuff. Let's first start with the organic perspective. So, you know, back in the day when, when people posted to Facebook, everyone would see the content in the feed. You post it on Instagram, you'd see it on the feed. Let's break that down from organic perspective. Let's say, you know, just get an Instagram, either even just like one to two years ago, and you're just trying to just grow by posting content, maybe like networking with people here and there, It'll, it could take you two, three, four years just to get to like five to 10,000 followers. And that's just because, like I said, it's really saturated. So when before, you know, you, your content would end up on the feed and it would stay there, you know, now it's like, it doesn't even end up there unless it gets a certain number of interactions within like an hour or two. Right. So it, it almost is like pay to play. And if the funny thing is, is if you look at any of the big guys, anyone that has over 200,000, 100,000 followers, verification, even like Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, you know, Tom Billy, the list goes on and on. They're also investing millions into their brands, their growth, just because like I said, it, it almost is like a pay to play game to where if you want to actually reach more people and get more exposure, you have to create somewhat of a catalyst so that you can, can start doing that. So if you scale to 50, 100,000, you know, and then get more engagement, then you're going to start to organically reach more people, get on the explore page, that kind of stuff. But if you just try to grow like completely organically from the start, it, you almost have like zero chance of actually, you know, reaching a, a large, massive audience. 
the first thing that that everyone talks about is like, you know, buying followers, right? Some people think it's kind of taboo and others don't, but it's like the first are, are these real individuals with real accounts? Like what, what goes into kind of, you know, giving it that kickstart, so to speak, to really, you know, build the foundation so that your organic can get any reach at all? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So yeah, you really don't want to go into like the just completely like bought followers. Like you can go to websites online and buy like 10, 20, 30,000 like bots or like fake followers. And they're not really going to have like any content profile pictures. They may not even engage with your content. So like what we like to do is obviously it's not going to be 100% organic. So not every single person who comes and follows is going to be a diehard fan of you, but we can make sure that they're all real and they're actually all US based. And essentially the way that works is we'll send out like a massive DM, right? So I'm sure like in your requests, you know, you might see like DMs here and there, they're almost like ads. And so we can actually send those. And instead of, you know, bringing people to a website or a landing page, we can bring them to follow you, right? So we might send something out for you, for instance, let's say we send that out to like 10,000 people a day and it's a link to your page, maybe like a quick message below that that says, hey, go check out Chris Dreyer, super cool, you know, agency owner, helps law firms build, scale up, go give him a follow, check out his content. So we'll send that out. It's almost just like running a huge ad. And obviously the only people who are going to come and follow and engage would be people who click on the link, follow you. And so that's how we can make sure that all the people coming through, you know, are real people. And like at the same time, they're not all going to be 100% like, you know, diehard fans and you may not end up converting all of them. But as long as they're real people and even like, you know, U.S. space is another bonus. That's like the most important thing. But I would not recommend just going out on like a website and buying followers because that can usually get you, you know, suspended or banned or or deleted, if that makes sense. It seems like the, the doing the DMing, you know, do you hit filters as there, there caps, you know, on Instagram? Like, like, for example, on Twitter, you know, it was a common practice back in the day where, where you could follow unfollow. Now, that's entirely different. So what kind of filters and caps do you hit for the DMs? So as far as the DMs, there's actually like a software you can use where you can send out DMs from a ton of different accounts. Like obviously with Instagram, I think you can only send out 40 to 50 a day or something like that. I do like organic outreach where you're 50 a day, but we actually have a software for our clients where we can send out over 10,000 a day, you know, and just build up more of a following. So let's say out of 10,000 DMs we send, you know, maybe you'll get like 500 to 1,000 followers per day or something like that. But yeah, as far as like caps go, um, that's like the biggest one. But obviously, we've been able to get around that as far as like the mass scams. So that makes sense in terms of the follower base and, you know, that's social proof, right? So they see instead of having 100 followers, you've got 100,000. So other individuals may be more likely to yeah. then follow you in turn. Yeah. But let's talk about that next piece where you talked about engagement. So when you post a piece of content, if you don't have a follower base, it's just no one's going to see it and, and it's not going to have those interactions. How do you get the interaction? How do you encourage that? You know, what are some tactics on that front? Yeah. So we actually have a big group of over 3000 people in one big engagement pod. So it's essentially like, you know, what they do on LinkedIn and stuff only it's like one step up. Cause like, these are all past clients of ours. So like I said, we've worked with entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, speakers, so any content that our clients post, we just add it into this like engagement group and they kind of work as a unit to build up each other's, you know, likes, comments, views. And the cool thing is, is like I said, if you can get like a good amount of interaction within the first like one to two hours of posting, you know, Instagram will see that and they'll be like, oh, people like this content, let's 
push it to more people and see if it'll reach more. So they'll go and take that, put it on the explore page, put it at the top of people's, you know, feeds when they open their, their phone. So that's how we can almost leverage the algorithm to get even more engagement and almost go, you know, semi-viral. That's how we can make sure that all your content's getting 10, 20, 30,000 views per video consistently is because we're leveraging, you know, thousands of people behind the scenes in our groups to almost boost it or become like the catalyst to reach more people. Some of the contents, it's very difficult to get that organically. So you just need a little boost, a little bit of a, a community to help with that. I've seen certain individuals that like partner up with like a Floyd Mayweather or a Kardashian. So tell me about those. What are those called? And, and what's that other tactic as it relates to yeah. Instagram? We actually used to do those one to two years ago and they're called like celebrity giveaways or like campaigns, right? So like, you know, either us or like our clients will partner up with a huge celebrity, someone that has clout and that celebrity will essentially give you or ourselves like a shout out or like a promotion and that would bring in more followers, right? But what's, what's tend to, tended to happen is, you know, a lot of celebrities, you know, like you said, they'll charge five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. It could still work, but like, again, it doesn't really get you the engagement. So there's still people out there that will just run solely, run their growth solely on these celebrity campaigns. They'll scale up the followers. But, you know, one downside, like I mentioned, is the engagement. The second one is actually the retention rate because, you know, mm -hmm. people are, getting in, usually it's the celebrity saying, Hey, go follow this list of 30 to 40 people to win like a, you know, a Gucci bag or like an iPhone. And it's like, after the thing is over, it's like one or two people win. And then the other people who follow you because they want a prize, they're going to unfollow you because, you know, they didn't win. Right. So that's the, that's the one issue with celebrity campaigns. And that's why we switched over to the mass DMs because, you know, with the mass DMs, they're not going to follow unless they you know, see the see the page, click it, click the follow button. So the retention rate's a lot bigger. And then obviously we also added the, the engagement, which is another big thing. As your reach grows, it's important to pull back the curtain, see what is really working and what is not. Joe shares the content that personal injury lawyers should be creating to see results. I think as far as your um, your your client base, I would probably be posting obviously more short form stuff. So you don't want it to be too long and drawn out because obviously everybody knows their attention spans are like, you know, two seconds or whatever. So I would say short form reels, make sure you have like a catchy title so that it kind of captures their attention and then make sure you have actual like subtitles throughout the whole video. So that's what I would recommend you guys posting. And as far as like the content itself, I'd be posting tips, tricks, advice, like make sure you're providing value. And it's not just, you know, just some random video. Like I, I do recommend like sprinkling in some like behind the scenes stuff, maybe, you know, you at the office or life or travel or whatever, just so people can kind of get like the gist of who you are as like a, a person, because people like to get to know you more behind the scenes as well. But as far as like the 90% of the content that you'll be posting. I do a lot of short form stuff, a lot of videos and reels. Those are, you know, the best performing that I've seen in the past for pretty much every genre of business. And then also, like I said, you'd want to make it catchy, valuable, and then have, you know, subtitles so people can watch it even without sound. We had Chris Doe on a while back and he really grew an audience through, through slides. You know, are there any new you know, advances on Instagram. It seems like whenever they create something new, 
they don't make it pay to play as much. They give it a little extra attention and you're, and, yeah. and it will get more reach, at least at the beginning, especially when they're introducing something. Is there anything new on the platform? Are they really kicking up reels to compete with TikTok? You know, so what are you seeing there? The main thing to be catching on the trends side would be reels, right? You want to make sure you're posting a lot of those because, yeah, like you said, they're almost like competing with TikTok in a way. You can grow pretty organically with that. And it's a lot easier to grow, you know, a following and a fan base through the videos that you're posting on TikTok. So yeah, Instagram's almost giving you a chance to do that with Reels. So if you can capitalize on that, you know, that can shoot you through the roof and they're actually going to pay you as well. So like a lot of big guys, you know, if you can get 10, 20, even like 50,000 followers and you're getting consistently good engagement on your Reels, they'll do these things called bonuses where it's like if you post a certain number of Reels within, you know, 90 days or whatever, they're going to pay you anywhere between like 500 and $2,000, right? So that's almost like another incentive to hop on. And that's why I think like the main trend to hop on, I guess, is is real. So Instagram is paying for this content creation. So if you go to your settings and you see if you can apply for bonuses, I think you can, I think they pay you for per view, right? So if you hit like, you know, 100,000 or a million views or whatever it is within a certain time frame, then they'll pay you out, right? So that's a, that's an incentive for you to consistently post more reels. Let's talk about that blue badge, right? So we're all hunting for that one. We're all trying to get it. It's really difficult. I know you guys are working on it for me. You know, so what what goes into that? You know, we see these people that are verified. How do you get it? What's the process look like? How can attorneys set themselves up for success to try to get that blue verification? Back in 2015, 16, 17, it was way easier to get it. Just like it used to be way easier to get engagement. So like if you were just a famous person or a well-known person or a celebrity or someone in the government, you'd get it right off the bat just because they want to make sure you have a page that's like legitimately yours. So you don't have scammers going out and, you know, pretending to be you. But these days, you know, there's so many people paying for it that they have such a more strict process for the verification. So typically there's two ways to get it, which is super interesting. There's the entrepreneur route and then there's the artist route, right? So the entrepreneur route, which is the typical just like, you know, everyday person route, what you basically do is get about 15 to 20 press articles written about you. You know, there's certain ones like LA Weekly, Disrupt Magazine, a couple other big ones. And essentially like what you're going to have to do is get all those published, get a Google panel. So like, you know, if you Google like a famous person, there's like a whole panel about who they are when they were born. So we essentially have to write that for you. And then what we're going to do is go to Instagram you know, maybe do a couple of tweaks with like your content and then we can get you the verification that can take anywhere between two months to eight months. You know, I've known guys who go for other agencies. They've been waiting two years for mm-hmm. the verification with that route. But a lot of people are actually starting to go the artist route. And essentially what that means is they're almost getting labeled as an artist. So they get like a Spotify playlist, they get that verified, put out a couple albums. Typically it's just like beats. So like you don't have to sing or anything. And then we'll get that verified, connect that to your Instagram page and get your Instagram page looking like an artist. So we'll switch that to artists. If you're like a public figure or an entrepreneur, we switch that to artists, add something to your bio, maybe put out a couple posts, get you verified. And after that, you know, you can just switch it back to whatever it was. And the cool thing is, is that so many people are doing it that way that there's like basically like a a 0% chance that Instagram is going to like go and revoke it because if you switch it back, you know, they're not going to know. Plus, you know, obviously if, if you can get that done, 
it's also almost like half the price, which is super interesting. And it's interesting seeing like a lot of other people doing it this route as well. Yeah. And on that, so would like a podcast host be considered an artist or is it so you could, could utilize a podcast for that? Yeah. Yeah. So like if I, I don't know, do, do podcasts have verification on Spotify or is it just music? I'm actually, I'm unsure. They definitely have podcasts on Spotify. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen like the Rogan of course. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure if you get big enough, I've seen it. It's a lot easier to get verification on Spotify if you're like a music artist versus like a podcaster. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if you have a big enough podcast, I think you could also leverage that to get the verification on Instagram. Okay, nice. And then basically from that, once you have the blue verification, that's just another social proof signal or is there any benefits other than it just being the blue? There really isn't like huge, huge benefits. Like, I mean, like just besides credibility purposes, like if you DM someone, I mean, the response rate goes through the roof because almost everybody responds to somebody with blue badge, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a benefit to the sense that like if a fake accounts, you know, create a page of yours and like go sell crypto, whatever, you know, you can obviously have your blue verification page and say, you know, hey, if you get any DMs from any accounts that don't have the verification, you know, it's fake, right? So there's a lot of issues with, you know, like even myself, I get probably four or five fake accounts created, you know, every single week. And it's like, if they go out and like sell or scam people, it, it can become a huge issue. And that's kind of like the, that's the whole benefit of that verification is it's, it's you, right? Like only you, the real you can get the blue badge. So that's the main benefit aside from just, you know, the credibility is kind of like the cherry on top, if that makes sense. I want to circle back around to the, like building a follower base. We talked yeah. about the DM method, but like, how does the cost of that compare to say just straight running ads? Let's just say I just want to pump some ads into it, you know, What's my cost to acquire a follower there versus through DMs? It's 10 times. Like it's, it's actually 10 times the amount. So we've actually done the math, me and my partner. And if you were to get like 10,000 followers through ads, typically it's going to cost you over $10,000. You know, maybe they'll be more targeted, but you know, it's definitely not worth spending $10,000 to get 10,000 followers when you can spend like $1,000 to get 10,000 followers, use that other 9,000 for other types of marketing, other DMs, stuff like that. So we've seen it's literally like almost 10 times uh, the cost to run ads versus what we do. I, I do recommend doing both, but it, it's a sequence. So you don't want to do both at the same time. What I recommend is do the branding first. So make sure you build up like the actual followers, the engagement, the, the first impression, like the credibility. And then once you have that established page, then start to run ads and marketing and mass DMs and all that stuff. If you're trying to run like marketing and ads, kind of like asking someone on a date and the reason they say yes or no is going to be based on your brand, right? So if you have a crappy brand, you can run all the marketing you want and it's not going to convert. If you have a really good established brand and then run the marketing and the ads, then you're going to get a much bigger conversion rate. It's going to be a lot more worth the money. So that's why I recommend and I tell a lot of people that if you're going to start to do like outreach and spend money on marketing and ads, make sure you have the branding in place first so that if people do come to your page, which they inevitably will, they're going to see like this credible, you know, social presence, if that makes sense. So I'm going to do a little exercise here. We're going to have a little fun. Okay. Let's say Joe McCarthy starting his PI law firm. He's starting his law firm, right? He's going to, you're going to create your Instagram profile. What are you doing? What are you doing to try to get it attention? So first I would get a base of maybe like 12 to 15 posts out just so you have something out there. So I would, you know, scratch up, let's say 
10 reels, a couple different pictures and stuff and just intertwine those. You want to create like a cool layout too. So I would maybe like almost do a checkered pattern where you just do like one after the other. So I start doing that, make sure it's like good quality, make sure it all looks kind of similar. So if you get like a color theme, for instance, I think you have one too. Mine is red. If you go to my page, you'll see that um, pretty clearly. So I would choose like one to two colors, stick to those, create a cool layout, get at least 15 posts up. And then once you have those posts up, you might have like one or 200 followers by then. So I would start doing outreach, right? So you might want to reach out to just people that have maybe four or 5,000 followers, do a little bit of collaboration, and that will help you get to at least a thousand followers, let's say within two to three weeks. After that, it's pretty much impossible to scale up to like 10, 20K, unless you're just like pumping out content like crazy and just dedicating your life to Instagram, which most people don't have time for. So at that rate, after you have like a thousand followers, you've you know connected with some other guys, maybe in the space who are a little bit bigger, maybe like micro influencers. Then I would start to do the actual investing into you know, the growth. So you might want to start out maybe with like 10 to 20 K, or if you go big, you know, you could go to hundred K and we'll, you know, consistently scale up your following. If you were to partner with us, for instance, and then we'll also help you get engagement. And then at that rate, like we can scale to the moon, right? Like if, if you scale to 10, 20 K, get the engagement, you know, then maybe after that, you could start investing in mass DMs or the outreach or, you know, just ads in general, that would be, you know, how I would start it out, for instance. Why should personal injury attorneys be considering this? Is it more of a brand play? Is it a legion play? Is it demand generation? Like what, what's, is it all the above? What's the big, big reason they should be investing into this platform? I mean, ultimately, like it's a free platform, right? So why not leverage it or why not use it? And yeah, I've seen a ton of people leverage it to bring in clients. I've seen others, they just want to get a huge brand. Like it's, it's really up to you, but ultimately you could easily do all two or three, right? If you scale up to 100,000, 200,000 followers, you're naturally going to have credibility. You're going to have a bigger brand, a bigger following, a bigger fan base. So that's just almost going to be a given. And then if you go a step further and you start investing into actual like marketing, you know, you're going to have like a 200% better chance of converting actual clients and leads versus if you just didn't leverage the platforms at all. I don't know how much you guys charge, for instance, for a client or a product or a service, but you know, even if you just bring in five to 10 clients a month from social media, like that's a huge add-on to uh, the revenue that you guys would you know, generate throughout the year versus if you just don't leverage those free services at all. Couldn't agree more. And I like the whole, the owned asset for distribution versus the least asset. We talk a lot about that for, from an SEO perspective versus pay-per-click. How can people get in touch with you? And you know what's next for uh, Joe McCarthy? I'm primarily on Instagram. Uh, that's probably where I'm most active. So at Real Joe McCarthy, you can follow me there, check out the content, you know, highlights, see what we're all about, what we're doing at Grow This Agency. Um, if you want to check out the agency page, you can look at, at GW Agency, um, and that stands for Grow With Us Agency. Right now, I'm honestly in the mode of just, you know, building up kind of this nest egg to be able to invest into just like a huge launch. So I have the business obviously grow this agency, but I think I might come out with like a newer um, product called Gem Social. And that's going to be more so coaching, mentorship, consulting, because I can scale up your page. But if you don't know how to use it, it's like, you know, it's that's only like 50% of the puzzle. So um, I'm thinking probably like late March next year is probably when I'll be launching that, but I want it to be like a huge launch. 
So I'm just scrapping cash right now to just have this huge launch, investing into brands, podcasts, articles, press, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'll just scale that up, you know, kind of like Gary Vee does with his, you know, marketing agency and, and just, you know, help tens of thousands of people with their brands. Like baking a cake, if you want to grow your Instagram, you got to follow a recipe. Add 15 posts that establish your brand, sprinkling engagement for credibility, turn up the heat by collaborating with micro-influencers in the space. Once you've reached your first few thousand followers, it's time to mix in ads and DMs for outreach. And the cherry on top, the blue verification badge. We covered a lot today, so go back and listen to this episode again to make sure you have all the measurements right. And if you want help from the pro, reach out to Joe on Instagram at RealJoeMcCarthy. I'd like to thank Joe from Jim Social for sharing his story with us, and I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing.